0: You know, It's kind of funny to me in the ironic way That we are using so many words To talk about the non-dual experience Because mm-hmm. <laughs> words are one of those things That are dualistic in nature They divide and categorize experience
1: Yeah, probably the only real or proper way to do it Is to just be quiet
0: Yeah We should record a whole episode of silence it will benefit everyone much more than what we've been doing It'd
1: be closer to what we're talking about
0: <laughs> one of my friends told me that in uh, like the 70s when there was like you know people were like uh, rock music was becoming like really progressive and stuff or whatever that there was a guy who recorded just like a whole album of silence
1: that does not surprise me at at all
0: I just think that's so funny that someone will listen to it I wonder if he sold any records
1: probably not a lot (laughs) usually when people buy records they want to hear
0: something
1: (laughs) not nothing
0: I feel like you could you know, do that by yourself. But if you need to put an album on to be in silence, then that's what you need to do.
1: Well, that guy could always say his record is always playing all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. The eternal record that's always
1: playing. <laughs> the one album that's always playing. <laughs>
0: That's a really good, yeah. He can feel good about that. I don't know if that really happened. I just somebody told me that, and that was funny. I believe it. Mm-hmm. This is a single tree podcast, and this is episode fifty-one. And we are going to say some words today. Hopefully, some of them will be helpful. <laughs> but yes, yeah, silence is maybe one of the ways to actually get into a non-dual experience right? Words are, like I said, they are dualistic in nature. They divide and categorize our experience. And, and so, you know, if you're really trying to be non-dual, which we're advocating, you know, to have that sort of way of being, then in some ways, you have to let words go. Did we talk about that on one of the episodes? I feel I feel like we wanted to, or I wanted to, and then I don't know if we actually recorded it. Like letting words go. Like the like the idea that words are not helpful, or that they're oh, they yeah. get in the way, or something. No, I
1: we I think we've talked about that. You know, they're. sometimes you know we get wrapped up in the words but you know really the the words are they're they're a tool you know mm-hmm. um to describe the something but the word is not the thing mm-hmm. you know oh yeah the word tree is not the tree yeah at all or and you know, it's funny that Like Buddhists will say, Well that's it that's not a tree, that's why we call it a tree. Mm. You know, like the thing isn't really a tree, but Mm -hmm. for practical purposes we have to use a word Mm. to reference it, you know, but it it's just a word to reference something we see Mm -hmm. or like a phenomenon, but that's not what it really is.
0: Mm-hmm. you it's, know it's not a tree yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like kind of mind blowing if you think about it because we're so used to like we've named everything yeah you know So yeah so we get that's
1: how our that's how we've gotten so Wrapped up in, and I think kind of like addicted to concepts, you know, hmm. and words.
0: Yeah, man. I'm tr- I'm struggling with that. <laughs> it's you know, you're just so used to like concepts, mm-hmm. words. I mean, because
1: I think we think well if we're not using concepts or words how, how do we communicate or interact with the world but huh. that's that's happening all the time we don't need words and concepts to oh, yeah. communicate or in, interact with the world at all huh. you know that's where it's like you're you know in a real symbiotic relationship with everything mm-hmm. you know hmm. maybe in a more pure way when you're not so entangled with words and concepts cuz mm-hmm. you
0: know yeah i wonder if there was a time before words where people just were
1: i think about that actually quite a bit like the caveman days yeah you know how little was probably going on conceptually (laughs) in their brains all they were doing was like looking around and experiencing but not Mm -hmm. really conceptualizing Mm -hmm. anything at all right like yeah how awesome of an experience that might have been
0: yeah or if you're if you were a lizard yeah and you like even now present day yeah you you probably don't go around thinking oh there's a tree yeah there's my favorite tree yeah
1: just like interacting yeah like they're they're totally in tune with you know reality animals lizards
0: that is so funny to think about. You know, a tree is not a tree.
1: Yeah, tree is not a tree. Yeah, like form. Is. So one of the words that you have written down on the notes is like, you know, the physical world or whatever. But it's like, so we can get caught up in and reactive to form or whatever mm-hmm. forms or. Mm -hmm. Images, but a tree isn't really a tree at all. Mm -hmm. Like when you break it down to its most Mm -hmm. fundamental, you know, Mm -hmm. essence, it's, you know, just a bunch of atoms flying around.
0: Yeah. Just like everything else.
1: Just like everything else. So Mm -hmm. by that rationale, everything's the same. It just looks different. Yeah, so all you're do- really doing is just looking at the same thing in a different shape. Yeah, existence. Yeah. So why need why conceptualize it? Why even? Say unless it? well, there's practical reasons. Like we need to do that practically for sure. Maybe. You know?
0: <laughs> I'm not saying we, we do know. it. Yeah, just. It's like that thing we've been saying. Like we've been saying. It's maybe it's necessary to like. Organize ourselves by what we believe and um, what is right, you know. Right, there's like moral behavior, right behavior, mm-hmm. and right belief what we believe is true. And it's a thing that we do. And maybe it's necessary, but then, like, it's also then necessary to let go of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you could conceptualize, yeah. When you're, when you're a kid, you learn to name things. Like this is a tree. You learn the colors. Those are this is that color and that's that color and, and then you know, maybe it's another step to like realize, oh, it's just existence in another form. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know we're always
1: sounds kind of weird but we're always looking at the same thing all the time
0: everything is everything
1: yeah we're always looking at the same thing all the time yeah matter yeah energy it just looks different and it's doing different things or whatever
0: uh huh yeah it's just my mind is just blown thinking about that right now but it's Kind of a
1: It may sound overly simplistic To take that approach But It's kind of freeing
0: It feels a little slippery At first
1: Yeah Yeah it does <laughs> But then like You know when you think that You know If you take that approach Then you know Everything in your life's gonna stop, or whatever, or you're gonna stop caring about. No, it it's just it kind of recontextualized a little bit. But it's not like you just become a ghost per se, or something, or stop caring about anything in your life stops. That's kind of nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of a different way of being. Yeah and it's kind of how you hold how you hold it or whatever you know because you still kind of remember like what it was like to be dualistic and like think in that way or have that structure you know like I still realize when I look at a tree that I used to call it a tree but like maybe it just is like a better name for it is just like existence
1: yeah Or, you know, the thing, you know, you can call it a tree again when you really understand what it is that it isn't, you know, like Mm -hmm. then you, in some ways, it's like, then you can, you can call it a tree freely in some ways because you know kind of what it really is. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's just like a reference point. Like if we all call it a tree, then we know what we're talking about yeah. when we talk to each other. You know, yeah, that's what language is for.
1: Yeah, and that functionally, yeah. that's why you do that. And that's good.
0: But just functionally. Yeah. We, no other yeah. reason. All these things that we are talking about, kind of moving beyond, feel, it feels slippery when you first start to do that. It's like, like what I'm saying. You know, maybe it's not so important at a certain point to just, think about what's right and wrong like if I just say that that feels slippery to some people it's like oh you're sliding right off the deep end you know
1: because then everything's going to get out of control
0: yeah yeah and so but again we don't have you don't have to totally forsake that it's a reference point like we can travel between dualism and non-dualism like you know like we like we can go back and say this is what this is a starting point we believe this is true Yeah. And, you know, but then also believe maybe we need to deconstruct that or loosen our grip on it.
1: Yeah. Or, like, so for me, it's not that I never conceptualize things in terms of right or wrong, but I I feel like that happens less and more more what happens is you know i'm thinking of like uh i'm thinking in terms of the intention or maybe the probable outcome of doing something or not doing something like Mm -hmm. Perfect example. So, what was it? Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Watching a show with my partner. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene where um, a gay couple was in the uh, parking lot of a grocery store putting their groceries in the back of the car or mm-hmm. something guy pulled up behind him and was in a hurry and he's like so are you guys gonna move or what you know and they didn't really respond and they just kept putting their groceries in the car and then uh, the guy got mad and you know called them a a name you know something about being gay or homosexual Mm -hmm. and he kind of started to pull away and one of the guys stopped him and like yelled at him and like intimidated him for what he did. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm not sure whether it was me or my partner that asked, do you think that was right or wrong to do? Mm -hmm. And she asked me and I, you know, it was Sunday night and I wasn't putting a lot of thought into anything really. And I said, (laughs) I'm not really sure (laughs) i'm not sure if it is or not and i think she she had said i think it's i think it's right that he that he did that Uh whatever and for some reason i was thinking about it monday morning and i thought i was thinking about the interaction that we were watching in that scene and i was like okay what's what was this guy's intention of going to chase this guy down and intimidate him Mm mm-hmm And what's the likely outcome of that? Mm -hmm. And so Monday night, I was talking to my partner. I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily think it was wrong that he did that. but I don't necessarily think it was right either because, you know, Mm -hmm. his intention was to intimidate someone Mm -hmm. and probably the likely outcome is going to make that guy not like, gay people even more Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I was kind of thinking in terms of that you don't need to necessarily think in terms of Mm -hmm. right or wrong you know you can think in terms of like Mm -hmm. what's the intention or the possible outcome from what you do or don't do you don't need to Yeah,
0: I like to think of it or say what is the utility of it right so it's not about right and wrong. I mean, that's a that's a helpful structure at a certain point in your life. But like, yeah, what is the outcome of it, or what is this going to produce, or what is the consequence of it? Yeah, uh-huh. that's one of the ways that you can get beyond like moralistic thinking mm-hmm. about right and wrong. It's like what what's going to happen because of my action. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that.
1: That's you know, mm-hmm. that's a really practical. Way to kind of yeah. illustrate what we're talking about, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. What's the intention? What's the what's the supposed outcome that that's mm-hmm. gonna that may come out of this or likely outcome? And is that?
0: Yeah. You know, it, and it's more useful than the moralistic thinking. Is this right or wrong? You yeah. Know, who cares? Who cares? You know? Yeah. But what is going to happen because of this? What is it going to produce? Yeah, it's a little more useful. Yeah. So, yeah, the words have utility, right? We use them to communicate and share concepts with each other. We can all agree. We call this thing a tree, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the use of it. But does it really matter if it's a tree or not? Is it really a tree or not? It just doesn't matter, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. Because what you know well, we're talking about this you know this we're talking about this something that is deeper than words or form or mm-hmm. emotion or concepts it's that thing mm-hmm. that's always there mm-hmm. in and under everything that exists yeah. but can't be spoken to or described
0: So we're spending all this time like talking about this thing you know that we're trying to experience and it's really not something that you can say in words yeah you can't I don't you can't put a word to it
1: yeah so or, you, or you can't you can actually you can put you could say you can't put a word to it or you could say you could put every word to it <laughs>
0: you know right but it encompasses all the words
1: right uh-huh. the words don't capture the thing but the words
0: apply to the thing sure yeah good point yeah so we're so we're kind of talking about like having a deeper sense something that's underneath words concepts it's underneath thoughts it's underneath emotions even and you know I would say the closest thing to it is like your physical sense of or that's maybe the uh, closest way to get to it or access it Is just to take like your physical sensation to start with that Um, because it is sort of something that you can connect with and that I think is sort of like the the closest thing to it but it still is underneath that even I think so talk more about
1: how the physical sensation can help
0: yeah I think about it in layers, you know. So, like, um, well, there's like, <laughs> first, I kind of want to talk about like, our, our, like, perception, right? Like, what we see as reality, because like, you, you kind, of, like, you look around these days and like see everything that's going on in the world and it feels like there's something that's happening that is really important so like everything that is going on in our culture and like our political all those things that are happening and like all that unrest and everything that's happening in our social environment you know and that seems like it seems like something that's really important, right? And so you you might be tempted to feel like the things that are happening in the world around you are like the realist reality. But, you know, when we're talking about like experiencing real reality at this kind of deeper level, um, that stuff that you see going on, or even perceive going on maybe isn't really like that important or isn't even, you could say it's not even happening Mm -hmm. or something, you know? Um, And so like, but there's, I think about it in terms of like all these layers, right? There's kind of like what you perceive outside of you that you see going on in the world or even like in your family or in your, your workplace environment or whatever and there's, you know. So if someone asked you to say like what's going on with you today or what's going on then you would describe like what you see mm-hmm. or perceive mm-hmm. is happening, right? Um so it's definitely deeper than that and then we tend to be sort of like really involved and engaged in our in our thoughts And that feels like to us personally, like a very personal experience that we're having, like everything that we think. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there's like your emotional experience, which is maybe just a little bit deeper, right? Therapy, we try to help people understand their emotional world. Right. But we're talking about something that's even like deeper than that and i would say just your physical sensations are getting a little bit closer to like the rea- a reality mm-hmm. but they're not even they're not even this deeper sense even deeper than that which is like there there's something happening on like this deeper level that you can that you can tap into And that's what we try to do through things like meditation. And I'll just say, like, at this point, I think of, I use all these words basically to mean the same thing. Meditation, contemplation, prayer, silence, reflection, those kinds of things are all, to me, kind of wrapped into this one type of experience which is like a practice which is really the way that you would get to this deeper sense mm-hmm. it, does that make sense yeah okay
1: so yeah i mean you know you're talking about the levels whether that's like what you're perceiving or what you're thinking or what emotion you're feeling there's this there's this you there having this experience
0: mm-hmm.
1: right there's so and the assumption is that it's real because it's whatever is <laughs> happening is mine like there's a me there there's perception happening so that's my my perception there's a me there there's an emotion there so it's my emotion Mm -hmm. yeah and what you're saying is that not that those things aren't important but when you're yeah maybe in more of a meditative space there's less of a me there identifying so strongly with right all of these different experiences not not just one not just perception without thoughts or emotions it's mm-hmm. an identification with perceptions thoughts and emotions right and so there's the identifications bigger and there's a bigger me and yeah but when you're in a meditative space there's less perception you know yeah. Uh, less thinking less emotion to identify with so that mm-hmm. maybe that sense of me gets a little bit smaller
0: yeah I mean if we go to back to the the discussion about words like you're not even a me right mm-hmm. you're just like existence happening in this in this form that you call yourself mm-hmm. brandon or you're you know, whoever you are, you know, but like, that's also not necessary mm-hmm. in the meditative space. Mm, yeah. Did that take it too far too fast? I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. But, I,
0: you know, as we talk about this, I think that that's kind of the, the point of all of this is like that you, you're kind of like maybe descending these different layers or levels or whatever, and maybe trying to get into this space where you just perceive yourself as existence. You know, like you're not really different than the tree, right? Right. Like that's the kind of the goal of of your meditative contemplative practice mm-hmm right yeah it's to get into that sort of like sense I would just call it a sense
1: it's yeah like a sensory <laughs> or yeah kind of somatic experience because people will talk about being in that s- space where like the somatic kind of experiences that there's this expansion right mm-hmm. like when you're in this space that that you're you feel like you're not confined so much or limited to your body
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and I, I do think maybe you're like paying attention to your somatic experiences maybe the lowest level or something it feels like it is to me at least that's where i'm at right now but it's not like it's not synonymous with this deeper sense Mm -hmm. that i'm talking about which is more um it's just that it's just that like it's like existence it's really hard to put it into words but you think you're doing great but um it's not the same as like just feeling your body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like that's you're, you're, close. You're getting closer, but like it's
1: like a, it's like a somatic experience or the sense of beingness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So be, beingness is a can be definitely a somatic experience, right? Mm-hmm. But it isn't it isn't a really s- specific somatic experience. It's a real mm-hmm. basic, even kind of somatic experience. Of, you know, the feeling of, of mm-hmm. being is like, you know, it's kind of like feeling just isness or existence, mm-hmm. right? It's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be like being, it would be sort of like being yourself, but also not being yourself. Yeah. You know, like you are existence. And also like, I guess you're not. Yeah. But, but it's like the tree thing. Like you're, you, 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 you are a tree, I guess. Well, but see, that's but the thing. thing. Also you, not.
1: You said it right there. And that's what basically is kind of describes the non-dual experience kind of where you're yeah. in this place where you are being fully but you're not at the same time yeah and that right messes with people's heads a little bit <laughs> you know because they think well you know like i can't make that work functionally in my life or If that happened, then my life would just stop or I'd stop (laughs) thinking and feeling. And and then, like, that's not what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because, it again, it feels pretty slippery to think, oh, I'm just going to stop being a person, you know. But, again, we're talking about practicing this at certain times. Like, you're going to take some time and, like, try to enter a meditative experience. But then, like, you go to work and live your life. And so it's, I think, working in non-dualism into your life is about traveling between the two, right? And even while you're doing stuff and being yourself every day, you still have this, like, this... Uh, this other part of your experience you're aware of which is like that sense of yourself not not being a self mm-hmm. in a way or just being part of all existence and you have those at the same time you're living life and also like just very mindful of that meditative experience where you're not really yourself and so you just hold yourself differently yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, like in a experience interacting with someone or working or, you know, whatever you're doing—writing, talking, you know, um, whatever you do—you <laughs> know, uh, you you just are informed by this other experience that that you're not really yourself or you're not really that important. Yeah. or something you know and like we just get so identified with ourselves that we that causes us problems that is
1: I think a lot of people would say that's the core of the of
0: yeah problems <laughs> yeah so so and that's why we're kind of like putting forth this ideal idea of like be, becoming more non-dual yeah right so that you can just hold yourself a little different you know like if it's you could also think about it in terms of like living and dying when you have when you get really close to death you know like see it up close or or your life is threatened or something like that like you just are different because then you're like oh i Literally could die at any moment. Yeah. Right. And so you just hold yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Like, suddenly it doesn't, it's not so important to like keep yourself alive.
1: Well, that, yeah, that's the, what we're talking about is it, it just adds, it adds context. Yeah. You know, like, that's all that's going to happen. It's yeah. not like you're not going to continue to have your family or go to the movies and like that all of that's going to stop. It just, Oh, that's great. It just takes what's happening and what you're doing and it it broadens it and adds context to it all to where it isn't like the most important real thing. And we need that because I think as as humans, and Mm -hmm. this is just kind of what... I feel like happens at different developmental stages, like as 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 children, right, or even as adolescents, like we have these experiences and we work off of these narratives and concepts mm-hmm. that we think are real and true. Mm-hmm. but as we develop through life, we we have to it's not like those concepts go away or don't have any functionality but always mm-hmm. what is happening is that there's more and more context being being added to what we thought was real or true you know mm-hmm. what I mean I mean I say this all the time I feel like but it's like what I felt like was real and true when I was in my 20s is not at all mm-hmm. you know and that's what helps us I think evolve and and mature is that we've we we have to be willing to let our experience Mm -hmm. not necessarily be and stay true for the arc of our life like it's gotta there's gotta be more and more context around it so mm-hmm. that we can see that okay maybe you know you know what what was true and re- real then is, is not now you know that's what helps us move along I think mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because if we're staying with you know if our experience or our concepts stay the same um for too long you know uh, that's obviously a problem I mean a simple example would be like Mm -hmm. you know if the same if I was still operating off of the same concepts or Mm -hmm. experience or reality that I was working off of when I was in high school I mean everyone would obviously say that is a problem (laughs) right like you're not developing Right, every yeah. single person that's sane would say that that's a problem. <laughs> You're 42, Brandon. You can't
0: stop listening to Pearl Jam. So Stop. Much.
1: Yeah. Stop having your high school reality. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. all we're talking about is uh, we're just talking about the same thing, uh-huh. in yeah. essence.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, sure.
1: like it's it, what we're talking about isn't so obscure or you know, ethereal or too abstract and, or whatever for people to grasp. I mean, what we're talking about is what most people would say is true and healthy, which is don't let your high school experience last your whole life. All we're saying is like, don't necessarily let what's true and real now stay that way for all of your life like mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah yeah when you kind of practice these things when you you know do this contemplative work and attempt to connect with this deeper sense of being in existence then you just have that as part of your context you know yeah But when you say like things like, oh, a tree is not a tree or you are not yourself, you know, then people are like, oh, that's, you know, like too much, too confusing, too abstract. It doesn't make any sense. But then, but like, I'm telling you, if you practice meditation, like you'll get there. It will happen to you. And you'll be like, oh, you know, but when you're not, I will say for myself, like when I'm not practicing that, people start saying that stuff and I'm like, that's crazy and well, yeah nonsense yeah
1: well it's it seems weird but i think i don't know about you but i know when i'm in that space like really for me it's silence right like that's yeah. the that's the thing for me that's the vehicle yeah <laughs> but when you're in that silent space and you can really just like yeah i'm sitting on my deck or in my chair in the living room and there's just silence uh-huh. and i have time to let my brain slow down Mm -hmm. you know my body slow down and there's just kind of this you know kind of what you're talking about you let yourself kind of go deeper into this feeling of where there's just kind of like maybe just a somatic experience of like beingness or Mm -hmm. awareness or consciousness or something like that and you can let yourself just rest in that space mm-hmm. that's where we're what we're talking about starts to make sense and it isn't that <clears throat> you're necessarily having thoughts it's it's mm-hmm. it's the actual experience of beingness that is showing you like experientially what we're talking about yeah you don't need to think about it it's 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 there it's experiential it's it's revealing what kind of what you know what what we're talking about
0: yeah so we jumped in real deep (laughs) maybe too fast and i wanted to maybe i mean it's good but maybe we can go back and talk about those layers a little bit and I i don't know i If this is even a thing like a model for a person but like it seems to be true for me so like i'll just talk about my own experience maybe you can talk about yours of descending those layers right there's like for first of all like what you see outside yourself what you perceive Uh is happening around you what and what you see in the physical world and what you see in your culture and in your environment and that kind of stuff and then you know the ne- the next step would be to like focus inward right and maybe we'll just talk about these layers and how they how we experience them and then how you just keep descending down to that deepest sense you know yeah. Okay. because you start like focusing on what's happening inside you I, the first place that i would go it would be like to my thoughts right so like and 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 i would say that my thoughts are like the inner monologue that i have all the time which is words Mm -hmm. right it's like what my brain says all the time Mm -hmm. michael singer talks about like the constant chatter hello brain the inner roommate yeah yeah that's always like talking to you and make have has commentary on everything you do and and commentary on everything everybody else does and like what you think about politics and religion and you know the green Bay Packers or you know whatever It it's just all these words that um, are constantly filling your brain space and you feel like that's you and it's not <laughs> it's not you know <clears throat> that, that might be you talking to yourself you know as a way of like saying i am me i am this and this is what i think but there's a deeper sense so anyway like one of my entrances into this inner work was journaling right so like i would just write down everything that i thought right and that was a layer that i need and i needed to like sort of like do that in order to know it experience it and then like i needed to keep going down even further but do you want to say anything about our thought life because that seems to be a place where people just stay in that channel and they exist in that way all the time like i am my thoughts
1: yeah well i mean i think you put it nicely i mean i think the only thing i would say is that they can be a a barrier To kind of maybe access, accessing or being rooted in um, or aligning with this deeper thing we're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, they can be, I don't think thoughts are bad at all, but I think that they can, they can be, yeah, they can be an obstacle to, to having this this deep, deeper experience, mm-hmm. you know, because that's well, you know, one could say, well, like, whatever you're identified with is your reality, right? So, if that's mm-hmm. mostly what you're identified with, then that's what is real and true and happening for you. um mm-hmm. I think all worth just suggesting is that maybe there's something deeper than just your thought life, or you know you can for say sure. the same thing for emotions as, mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, sort of, you know, having this deeper sense will be is not the it's not thoughts, and there you'll have more of an experience of thoughtlessness. Mm -hmm. you know that your thoughts aren't so powerful and so loud and like they're not how you experience reality Mm -hmm. right so that's so that's that layer so I would sit down to journal and like write out all my thoughts and that was an important like thing for me to do because almost because I needed to move through that layer to a deeper and then the next one for me was like emotion right and we you know in our culture tend to struggle with our emotional selves. You know, some of us, maybe the like tapping into our emotional experience feels uncomfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. or scary or like not okay as a male. It's not okay, you know, to be an emotional being. And so like after like trying to get, deeper than the thoughts it was sort of like oh i just need to pay attention to my emotional experience right i'm feeling sad and scared and you know hurt and and all these or excited and happy um it was important for me to really pay attention to all of those things and give them words and this is why i feel that way and where it came from and you know my familial experience that I've had or my childhood experience or whatever that has sort of produced what I call my emotions. And I would journal about that too. And I still do, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was really important for me to do, you know? And, and you know, so sometimes like as we work with people in, in therapy, that's part of the goal there. Like, yeah. oh, let's just name this emotion. What is the emotion? Because people aren't very good at that, especially if they're stuck in their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. Yeah. So we need to like sort of name our emotional experience, and so that we can move through it and get deeper. So again, thoughts are good, emotions are good. Also, they're not the your deepest self. We're, yeah. we're still not there yet. So, yeah. So um but it's we're getting closer maybe yeah right yeah and then so then that that was really important and and like we've said like it's really important to get to know all of those things you know like if you are sad you should be sad and maybe explore sadness
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um and just be it right in order to move through it and then realize that it's not like the deepest sense or experience that you can have Mm -hmm. and then the next layer for me is like physical sensation which is different than emotion right it's like just paying attention to what's happening in my body you know my nervous system is part of that but also just like how my gut feels and and my, all of my muscles and my skeletal system, and you know all that stuff. So like, that's that's been really important too, mm-hmm. right? And it's more it's more like basic, and it kind of informs your or connects with your emotions somehow. And then you have these thoughts about it or whatever, and then so it's all kind of connected. But I think just paying attention to the physical experience of what it is like to be right right here, right now, Mm -hmm. in this in this space is is really helpful too. But it's not the deepest experience. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. So then you know you if you sort of take stock of all of that regularly um then realize there's maybe a deeper sense than that that you can that you can transcend all those things that you can be all those things, but also transcend all those things, which is just like, and that's sort of what I've been thinking about in terms of non dualism. Right. That like, you know, we make all these judgments with, which those would be thoughts, right. About everything and everyone. And that's, we're saying just don't do that so much. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, But I think, what I sort of like came to was that there's this really deeper like sense and way of being that cuts through all of that, and as you practice it, you can sort of like descend the levels pretty pretty quickly mm-hmm. in one experience. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. and that that's kind of the goal. Yeah, and and, I
1: think that's I think that's a good way of, of putting it. I think you know once again I think. Sometimes that can be Scary Scary to some people But what I would say is that It actually helps you engage Like doing this And kind of getting to this Deeper level Doesn't Eliminate you Or separate you from thinkingness or emotion or a sensory experience like that stuff's not going to just go away it actually can help you engage in those dimensions
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh better yeah
0: yeah and they're kind of like um Mm, it's like being at the bottom of the ocean or something like that maybe you've heard it like in mindfulness stuff described that way like you know it's like kind of being at the bottom of the ocean in this really deep kind of core of who you are and then like there's stuff that's just like happening on the surface and then there's stuff that's happening like these currents that are sort of under that which might be your you know thoughts or fish that are swimming in the shallows and then there's like this maybe deeper like emotional experience and you know even deeper than that just kind of what your somatic experience is Mm -hmm. but then like your existence or like your connecting with being itself it's just more of where you are and you can travel between the two and you can observe what's happening on the surface but also like you're just grounded in this, you know, deeper sense of existence. Well, I think, yeah, and then what?
1: What? What's nice about that is that when you're grounded in that deeper feeling of just like existence or or beingness or whatever you want to call it, like you recognize the source of all of these other layers. Like that's mm-hmm. the source of mm-hmm. thought that's the source of emotion that's the mm-hmm. source of perception that's the source of somatic experiencing is this thing that you're rooted in which actually can be a, a really nice feeling hmm when you're rooted in the source of all of that stuff
0: hmm yeah in the experience you know you're still having these experiences that you're having outside of you like interacting with someone else right but the sense is that you're still like connected with this deeper thing Mm -hmm. that's happening yeah so I like what what you said about silence you know that it just kind of works on you so do you feel like that's been your maybe entrance into this kind of experience oh yeah yeah
1: yeah I think everyone has a different like Vehicle that they like to use or Uh whatever, Uh but for me it's been silence, stillness. That's that's been the thing that just kind of um, felt really natural for me to connect with, and I think that that's, you know, in talking about this, I think that that is an extremely important thing to to make known or to or to say is that when we're talking about kind of this being grounded mm-hmm. in this deeper kind of place or whatever it doesn't you don't just do it one way like i i would never tell mm-hmm. anyone like the way to being more rooted in this is silence or stillness mm-hmm. i would never tell anyone that 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 is the only way mm-hmm. at all because i think what helped me was to be able to find my own mm-hmm. way that felt really natural and good to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so that's something that people need need to kind of consider is what what's your entry point into this mm-hmm. you know because it's it's got to feel it has to feel natural otherwise mm-hmm. you're starting off you're taking the first step the wrong way you mm-hmm. know like it's got to feel it's got to feel naturalist so, so some people have different words or concepts that they use like mm-hmm. beingness mm-hmm. right or like you use the word existence right like mm-hmm. for some reason that word resonates with you mm-hmm. right and that's that's great so i my word or concept might be Silence, or stillness or beingness right Mm -hmm. and you're using a different word or a different concept but we're talking about the same thing right they lead us to the same thing we're just using different words to get there and that's important that's important for us to be able to kind of know entering into this is Mm -hmm. that that's that's okay and it that's that's yeah. an important piece of that like it, that word existence resonates with you then fall then yeah. feel into that you know what I mean the word that you know silent, the silence or beingness resonates with me so you mm-hmm. go deeper into it. it it all leads to the same place like yeah all of the rivers flow into the ocean mm-hmm. right it's all gonna lead to the same right
0: place really anyways yeah my my word is actually presence there you go well (laughs) i just just want to say that for some reason i haven't said it but like yeah i think we talk about presence a lot so what i'm trying to connect with is presence yeah you know and that that word is actually i think i've decided that it's kind of synonymous with god for me sure presence yeah but yeah if you Sort of practice these things, then you'll find your way. And then, like it's like we were saying early on, like the words fail. Yeah, it's, there are no words. Yeah, yeah, to describe it. Yeah, the, perfectly.
1: The the words I think are the or the concepts are kind of like you know rafts that get you to this other side mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that word or that concept is actually. meaningless it's you know it's Uh, it's 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 where it leads you mm -hmm. to like this wordless place that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing but Mm -hmm. that's fine like you know we that's why once again there's a utility to or a functionality to these Mm -hmm. concepts and when you go deeper into them eventually what's going to happen is that you'll just see that those concepts are just like rafts that get you to the other side of the river and Mm -hmm. then you know you may still use that Mm -hmm. concept or whatever but it isn't about the concept it's about kind of like the place it gets you to
0: yeah you know yeah so um so we're using these words to sort of get you to a place where you might do this work yourself and then you'll kind of experience what we're talking about and then find that really that's a wordless thoughtless place yeah so that's cool yeah yeah there's different entrances into it for sure you can't have to pick a word or a concept that
1: feels good to you uh-huh.
0: you know uh-huh. whatever you want to call it or don't call it anything yeah <laughs> it just is yeah I think that's a good point there's there's multiple entrances silence and meditation Um I think it's a Taoist philosophy Mm -hmm. that uh sex is actually an entrance into it. Sure, yeah. And trauma and the other one is death. I remembered it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there are four ways to at least to experience this or kind of like enter into it. And so you Will find it through your experience. It's like I was saying earlier, a a close brush with death, you know, really might be your entrance into it. Definitely. Right? So maybe we talk more about those different things that, you know, might be ways that you can find your way to it.
1: Yeah. I think that could be good. A lot of people, I think, feel like they have to do something a certain way. And I think that that's. Uh, I can be confusing.
0: Yeah. Silence has been really helpful to me, too. I mean, I think, you know, if you want a way to do it on purpose, (laughs) that might be one of the best ways to just, like, put yourself in, in silence. Put yourself in the position to experience deafening silence.
1: Yeah. And
0: it'll do some things to you.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, just let it work on you.
0: Yeah, like I did all this journaling and then like, I was like, I got to stop using all these words and just like sit and be. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's a practice that you can do like daily that might help you make it to this thing, whatever it is, presence,
1: whatever you want to call it. No, no, it's silence. Yeah, <laughs> we'll argue. It's about not that. presence. It's we'll argue about that later. It's the same thing. Next time, same thing.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. It's good to talk to you. And
1: yeah, take care.
0: We look forward to hearing from you. Talk to you soon.